Welcome to Rejuvenating with Dr. Ron Kaiser. This is the podcast designed to help you lead your life enthusiastically today, tomorrow, and every other day. I am your host, Ron Kaiser, positive health psychologist and coach, also keynote and TEDx speaker and author of the triple award-winning book, Rejuvenating the Art and Science of Growing Older with Enthusiasm. My website is The Mental Health Gym. It's your source of all kinds of information regarding wellness, rejuvenating, positive psychology, my own special spin on it that I call goal achieving psychology. It's also the place where you can communicate with me and even suggest guests for future podcasts. As listeners to the podcast know, my goal is always to bring you guests who lead their own lives enthusiastically and can help us from their own unique perspectives to become the best versions of ourselves that we can. Our goal is prevention, making good things happen, and controlling our lives as much as possible in a sometimes seemingly uncontrollable world. So we are really happy to welcome our guest today, who brings her own unique perspective, lots of experience and talent, and has real important stuff for us to learn. Also, she brings the distinction of being one of our international guests. Claudia Garbutt is in Germany, in Bavaria specifically, and she is a molecular biologist turned mindset and high performance coach. Her specialty is helping ambitious, mission-driven entrepreneurs ditch the hustle, overwhelm, and busy work so that they can show up as authentic and confident leaders, grow million-dollar businesses, really interested in hearing about that, um, (laughs) and build their legacy. Her coaching focuses on the fundamental mechanisms that the intersection of physiology and psychology that drive human behavior achievement, and well-being. Her sustainable success framework teaches people how to work with their brains and body rather than against them, uh, which which makes a whole lot of sense if we can learn how to do that. Uh, and it can help them to stay happy, healthy, and productive and achieve their goals without burning out, without sacrificing health, relationships, or happiness. And I know that's a big issue for a lot of business people in general, and especially entrepreneurs. Uh, Claudia is also the host of a top 10 entrepreneurship podcast. I always stumble over that word. And the podcast is called Wired for Success. I was fortunate to be one of her guests. She's a terrific interviewer. I'm no, she'll be a terrific guest. And she, uh, on her podcast, she talks about all things related to science, self-development, and entrepreneurship that help business owners to get to the next level of success in their lives and business. And uh, despite that really impressive introduction, we actually do have time to proceed with the podcast. <laughs> so, 
Claudia, welcome to Rejuvenating with Dr. Ron Kaiser. It's such a pleasure to have you with us. Oh, thank you so much, Ron, for that introduction and for having me on your show. It's lovely to chat with you again. As you said, I was fortunate enough to have you on my show before, and I'm really looking forward to our conversation today. Okay, well, I set a pretty low bar as a guest. I'm sure you're going to see that many times over. So really looking forward to this. Now, the introduction that I gave is a little bit unlike uh, almost any that I've, I've given in terms of the type of background that you have and the work that you're doing now. So, Claudia, how about if you just tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got from who you were to who you are today? Great question. Well, I would say that there were probably two key experiences in my life that really got me to where I am today. I started out as the typical high achiever. So I finished school with top grades. I finished my biology studies in the top 10%. And then I went on to start a PhD project, as so many biologists do these days. And despite the apparent success, I always felt like an imposter. And as if I had somehow managed to pull all that off by sheer luck. And someday people would just find out about that. So things really started to fall apart when I worked on this PhD project and I got bullied at work. So this was really, really tough for me. And I didn't know how to deal with the situation. And I it fueled this fear of not being good enough. And I tried to fix it simply by working harder to show everyone my worth. And so I worked the pretty standard 60 to 80 hours per week, which was considered normal in that department. And I tried really, really hard to make it work. And you can probably tell where I'm going with this. So long story short, it did not work out. Staying in that toxic work environment and working that much was really a recipe for disaster. I ended up with burnout and I suddenly got diagnosed with leukemia at the age of 28. So mm -hmm. that's when I realized for the first time how closely mental and physical well-being is linked and how easy it is to get into a downward spiral that takes you to rock bottom. And I knew that if I wanted to survive leukemia, I had, I really had to change my life completely. I had, I had to start making decisions from a place of joy and curiosity rather than from a place of fear and pain. And that was the first key experience and the lesson I learned from it. And the second key experience was becoming a mom, because as most parents would probably agree, having kids... Having kids really changes your perspective and your priorities, right? Mm -hmm. Definitely. <laughs> so, yeah. So when I became a mom, I knew I didn't want to go back to doing lab work 24-7. That just wasn't the lifestyle I wanted for our growing family. I loved science and I still do, but I just didn't like the lifestyle of lab scientists. Nevertheless, Quitting my job was not an easy decision for me because my identity was so closely linked to being a biologist and I didn't really know what else I could do. So I very reluctantly 
started to play with the idea of building an online business because it would allow me to be location independent and uh, would allow me to work on my own terms. But what I noticed throughout the journey was that I honestly experienced probably every single mindset block that you can think of from feeling like an imposter again to the fear of failure and the fear of success, the fear of judgment, the fear of uh, rejection and a crippling perfectionism. You name it, I experienced all of that. So building my own business was something that was so far out of my comfort zone that I didn't even know how to think about it without panicking. It was so scary, overwhelming, and frustrating in the beginning. But since I'm stubborn and I don't give up easily, I started to work through my blocks one by one. And I became a certified life coach. I became a certified CBT and NLP practitioner. I learned cl clinical hypnotherapy, lots of other tools and techniques just to help myself work through these blocks. And then I saw so many other entrepreneurs I talked to who struggled with the exact same issues. And I thought to myself, wait a minute, it's not just me. There are other people who are going through the same struggles. And now I have the skills and tools to help them. So finally, it fell all into place when I found a way to incorporate my biology background into the mix and specialize in helping other entrepreneurs rewire their brains for more success in life and business. So that's when I felt that I had found my true calling because I could, could now offer customized science-based science coaching that leverages the body-mind connection so that my Clients can break free from chronic stress and reconnect with their intuition and their passions to live a life of more purpose and joy and fulfillment. Right, that is so interesting. And uh, it sounds like this didn't happen overnight. Uh, so once <laughs> you decided to uh, go into and establish your own business, about how long did it take till you really felt, you know, confident that, you had it together and could help other people to, to become more like you? That's a good question. It really was a journey. And I, I think it took me at least four years to figure out how all the puzzle pieces fit together and what I needed to learn in order to help myself and help other people achieve the same things. It was definitely a journey. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, this again, it's very, very interesting. Um, and before I uh, find out a little more about what you learned and how what unique things there is relative to your own coaching, I think the average person, when they think of an entrepreneur, one of the things that may turn them off about it, aside from the, the fact that uh, some people may feel that they don't have the skills or mindset for it. But you don't usually think of an entrepreneur becoming an entrepreneur in terms of being able to work fewer hours or having more of a life. Uh, I think a lot of people picture an entrepreneur as being all consumed in their work. So were you able to accomplish your goal of being able to uh, have more control over your life? I would say yes, definitely. But it is it is not an easy thing to do. And what I see happening a lot is that 
people, especially entrepreneurs, get stuck in a constant stress mode. And that is where it's really toxic and really difficult because maybe I should back, <laughs> take a step back and say that not all stress is bad because the acute stress the acute stress response is actually really important for your survival and uh, it increases your short-term focus, it increases your energy, and it's really important for things like fighting bacterial infection or viral infection. So stress is not a bad thing per se. The problem is that stress does not, uh, your stress system does not discriminate between psychological stress and physiological stress. And we live in a world where we have a lot of physiological safety. So there are no more saber-toothed tigers trying to eat us <laughs> normally. But at the same time, we do not have a lot of psychological safety because there's a lot of bullying. There's a lot of competition. There's a lot of uncertainty we are facing or pressure to conform and succeed. So for a lot of people, stress has become chronic. And I see that especially in entrepreneurs because there's so much competition and so much uncertainty that they are facing. So that is where it's get where it gets really difficult because when you're constantly stressed, your body releases the stress hormones cortisol and adrenaline into your blood. And when those levels stay elevated, it increases your risk for high blood pressure, heart disease, type 2 di diabetes, weight gain, headaches, digestive problems, insomnia, but also anxiety, depression, and memory impairment. So there are a lot of negative consequences to this chronic stress that I see in a lot of entrepreneurs. So what do you do to help them deal with it? What is there that's unique about your coaching uh, and the focus of your coaching? <laughs> so what I do to help my clients is I teach them my four-step sustainable success framework, to, which helps them get out of that chronic stress state and out of that constant fight or flight state. So it is based on four pillars. The first one is to really reprogram your mind. So this is the psycholo psychology part of the framework, if you want. It's all about understanding how your mind works and what drives you so that you can stop sabotaging yourself and get out of that constant cycle of anxiety and hard work and overwhelm that's leading you straight into burnout. And it's also about uncovering and eliminating subconscious limiting beliefs that keep you stuck and about silencing this harsh inner critic that so many of us have mm -hmm. um, so that you can achieve your goals with more ease and joy. And the second pillar is really about nourishing your body. So that's the biology part of the framework because the mind and the body are so closely connected via the mind-body connection how you treat your body will always affect your mind and your mood. And that's why we make sure that we optimize nutrition and exercise, relaxation and sleep so that your body works like a well-oiled machine. And the third pillar is about connecting with others and your higher purpose, if you want. So you can think of this as the social component of this framework. It's all about your relationships with other people. It's about healing your soul and working through unresolved emotional trauma that might still keep you stuck after years because so those old wounds 
they are like faulty, faulty programs running in the background and they might stop you from achieving your conscious goals. And that's why it's so important to become aware of those patterns and replace them where necessary. And last but not least, the fourth pillar of my framework is bringing all of that together by developing high-performance habits that align your body and your mind and your soul to help you embody your goals on a daily basis. Because the thing is, most people are waiting for some life-changing event that will finally make them happy. They wait for the right time to start a business. They wait for winning the lottery, for feeling ready, for meeting their dream partners. But guess what? Happiness is not a destination and it doesn't just manifest out of thin air. It's a journey and re it requires you to take those steps. You can't stand still and be on that journey. You can't play the waiting game. So you have to be active and participate and choose the direction of the journey. So the truth is not as sexy as the idea of winning the lottery, but if you want the results, you have to put in the work. And by developing those high performance habits, you're basically putting your success on autopilot. So it takes effort to break old habits and establish new habits. But once you do, it's easier to do them than not to do them. So that's the power of habits. So it's like so many other things in life. I mean, I've always said that aging is not a spectator sport. You, you know, if you're going to do it passively, you're, you're going to be declining. And I think it's the same principle more refined that you're applying with respect to entrepreneurship. Exactly. And just from a, a practical standpoint, how does that happen? Is it a one-to-one -one coaching? Are there courses that you offer or what, uh, how does somebody implement those four pillars? I usually work with people one-on-one. -on -one. That's my preferred way of working with people because it allows me to really tailor my, my approach and use the methods that work for the individual. I don't really like the cookie cutter approach of group programs. I do have an online course for um, entrepreneurs who want to save time. It's a productivity course for entrepreneurs. That's, that's one component, but I prefer to work with people one-on-one. -on -one. I do workshops every now and then, and maybe a summit in the near future. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, lots of different ways. <laughs> yeah, the uh, I guess uh, as I mentioned, not I guess as I mentioned, as I mentioned, you are in Germany. Do you deal with people internationally, or uh, yes, yes, so the same problems exist regard for entrepreneurs, regardless what country you're in. Definitely, it's the same everywhere. <laughs> well, let me ask you this because. When I, I, I'm obviously much older than you, but I know when I uh, went to college and graduate school, there were no courses uh, or majors in entrepreneurship. I don't know whether there were in your time, but I, I know that now people can major in entrepreneurship, but I suspect it's a little bit like it was in psychology where we learned stuff to understand the science and to help other people, but things like self-care and so on we're not necessarily a, a major part of our studies or applying it to ourselves and i'm wondering uh for somebody who might be an aspiring entrepreneur may have studied it 
but really wasn't exposed to the, the four pillars and so on. And I'm always a big believer in prevention. Uh, are there some just general hints that you can give for somebody who wants to grow up as a, a healthy entrepreneur or uh, parents who want to raise uh, a child who's going in that direction? Any any particular just overall attitudes or skills that should be acquired along the way that involve reducing the level of stress and maximizing your your inner uh, potential and mindset? Yes, definitely. That's a great question. I think one thing that's very important and a lot of entrepreneurs maybe get wrong in the beginning is to not just focus on the money they can make, but to also make sure that the business they're building is actually aligned with their values and priorities in life. So if it's something that always goes against those things, they will end up very unhappy. Like if they say family is their number one priority, but their business requires them to travel all the time and they never see their family, then this is not aligned and they won't be very happy in, in the long run. The other thing is once you make sure that your business is actually aligned with your values and priorities, take the actions that will support your goals and make sure you manage your energy wisely. So, so many people talk about time management, but to me, time management is only one part of managing your overall energy because you can fill your day with blocks of productive work. But if that work drains your energy, it's a completely different experience and outcome as compared to blocks of time that um, inspire you and recharge your energy. So be very careful about the things that drain your energy and the things that recharge you. <laughs> very good advice. Uh uh, let me go to the other end of the age spectrum because I work with some people who uh, have started their own business as kind of a second act in, in life after being employees for a long time. Uh, I guess it's kind of a two-part question. One, is it ever too old to learn these principles? And if you've operated a, a particular way, uh, having certain decisions made, for you and uh, having your your schedule set for you and so on, uh, is it is it particularly difficult to make that kind of change, or have you found some things that are say more of a concern the older you are, or the more of a work history you have working for others? I would say it's always a challenge to change your habits, especially if you have had the same habit for a very long period of time. But it's it's not impossible. <laughs> so it, it might just take a bit more effort in the beginning. But it's like, I think when you look at, at your habits, and you look at them as the accumulation of small incremental changes over time, you can see that the, the older you get, the more you see the effects of those changes, if that makes sense. So it's like when you, when you look at the, 
and the rain and the Grand Canyon. It's the water that slowly but inevitably cuts through the rocks to form those magnificent canyons we see today, right? It didn't happen overnight. It didn't happen in one dramatic landscape-changing event. It was the results of millions of years of erosion. But I promise it won't take you a few million years to change your life for the better. It's amazing to see what just a few small tweaks in your daily habits can do. And you can start a new habit um, at any age. <laughs> okay, it's good to hear. Uh, I've got a few I've still got to change. So, But when does a person uh, know if there is such a thing? Uh, when they need help in this regard, when when should they be seeking help, or is it something that's that's a normal part of the developmental process in developing your own business? I would say everyone struggles at some point in their lives, and it's the right mindset that helps people to deal with with whatever life throws at them. So. I, I would say we need to understand that there is no invisible manual for this thing called life. We all have to find our own way and struggle is part of that journey. So struggle is a sign of growth, not weakness. And you struggle with the things that you have not yet mastered. So that's why every struggle comes with an opportunity to learn and expand your comfort zone. So many people look at struggle as a sign of weakness and feel ashamed and unworthy or simply not good enough when they experience struggle. And I would like to challenge that mindset. If we can normalize struggle, we can reduce all those negative feelings and we can change our experiences. And I think that the thing that allows us to live enthusiastically instead of in fear and overwhelm is how we approach the challenges that we are facing. It's our mindset that determines our attitudes, um, that determines how we see and experience the world. It determines how we show up, which decisions we make, which habits we adopt, and thus ultimately, which results we get. But I would say, because you asked when you should seek help, if you feel that you are simply not happy, if you feel drained, if you feel burnout, and this continues like for weeks, then you might want to seek help because everyone experiences struggles. As I said, it happens. But if it if you feel that struggle for a prolonged period of time and you just don't know how to help yourself, that's when you want to reach out to get help. Okay, so there are real a uh, couple of real gems in what you said. One is that struggles is not that don't represent weakness they represent strength and they also represent opportunities and i think that's one of the things that that i found really separates the people who are successful from people who aren't is the fact that that they interpret a struggle as being a challenge to to overcome and rather than kind of a, a definitive last word and a symptom of failure. And so, you know, as a mindset coach, obviously that's that's well within your ballpark. And I, I'm glad that uh, you were able to pass that along to our listeners. So I'm sure that many of them will want to know 
how to learn more about you, get in touch with you, hear what products and and things that you have, including your podcast, which I think is great. And I, I we we haven't really mentioned it, so I would like you, or at least not spoken about it widely. Uh, so. And I hope you can take a few minutes and tell us a little bit about where people find you, what products and services you have to offer, and uh, anything else that I should have asked but didn't. <laughs> First off, thank you so much again for having me on your show. You're a wonderful host and a great inspiration. I hope I can age as gracefully as you do. So for the listeners who would like to get in touch and maybe find out a little more about me or the work that I do, they can visit my website, which is www.wiredforsuccess.solutions. They can also find me on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Instagram, and on Pinterest. And of course, they're more than welcome to check out my podcast, which is called the Wired for Success podcast. And they can find it on their podcasting platform of choice. It's available everywhere. <laughs> and, and on social media, is it Wired for Success or is it under your name? Um, it's under my name on LinkedIn, and it's Wired for Success on the other ones. Okay, and we'll have all this information in the show notes so that uh, people can revisit it, know how and when to get, get in touch with you. Again, you do such really wonderful work for people who sometimes aren't as ready to to acknowledge that they need it because they've You've got to have a certain amount of thinking and stubbornness to feel that you can succeed in entrepreneurship, but still, uh, you're not immune to facing struggles. And it's great to know that there's uh, that that you're there for them. And I really vouch for the wonderful work you do. As you know, hoping to do some collaboration with you on in other areas. So uh, my listeners probably haven't heard the last about you from you and uh, <laughs> and promise I won't have you back on the podcast. So <laughs> thank, thanks again for being such a, a wonderful guest, sharing so much information with us. And thank you. Sure. And this brings to a close another episode of the Rejuvenating with Dr. Ron Kaiser podcast. I know that You've gained a lot from it, as I have. I hope you'll tell your friends about it and download, rate, review the podcast and be back next week for another really, really interesting guest. Uh, in the meantime, you know, please visit the website, the Mental Health Gym. And if you haven't picked up your copy of Rejuvenating uh, the Art and Science of Growing Older with Enthusiasm, I think that Amazon still has a few copies left for you. Uh, in the meantime, everybody stay positive. We're in the midst of the holiday season. This is a great time to be positive and a great time to be looking forward to what uh, can go right next year, including those of you who are in your own business and struggling, which is a sign of growth and Please, you know, avail yourself of the services uh, that, that Claudia has to offer. 
Till then, everybody stay positive and stay safe. We'll see you next time.